met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to another episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, General Lee. And for tonight, we have uh, another incredible returning guest joining us. Um, we really should have issued a disclaimer on this episode. Uh, brains will be melted and you may just shit your pants. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the extraordinary host and creator of the Imaginarium of Thought podcast, uh, Ron Wee. Uh, now then, Ron, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I, I don't even know how to stand up to an introduction like that. You be on this one. <laughs> no, but thank you very much for that. <laughs> Hopefully, I can live up to okay. it. Yeah, I'm sure you can, mate. Uh, fucking hell, Ron. It's been a while since we've uh, done the show, isn't it, mate? Um, you know, I, I know we had rescheduled, didn't we? Um, but Fucking hell, mate. I've been looking forward to this one. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I've been um, out of the podcasting thing for a little bit because I was like a move in and yeah, got a yeah. new job yeah. and things because, you know, I still have a regular life outside of everything. Yeah, yeah I know, mate. Um, and how's all that working out for you? It uh, worked out pretty good, but. Uh, um, oh, having to search for another little job, but everything's going good other than that so far. Yeah, I'm sure that I'll uh, that I'll fall your way as well, Ron. You know, uh, but I'm I'm made up with uh, with your move, etc. Um, I'm proud of you, mate. I really am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. It's uh, where I feel like I, you know, was meant to be. But it's what it's all um, about, it? Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, having to find a nice spot to podcast and everything, you know, because <laughs> yeah. uh, I live in a condominiums that are pretty tight. So there's, you know, noise oh, can travel what? pretty easily. Is that like uh, like an apartment type? What's it called? Yeah. Apartments. Yeah. Condominiums. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Condominiums. All right. So it's, it's a new thing, you know, um, I've lived in, you know, I'm not sure if I shared my story. I used to live in kind of like a haunted house um, here in uh, Savannah, Savannah, Georgia, where I'm from. Uh, for the longest time, it's been considered one of the most haunted uh, cities in America. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and there's just like a, a lot of um, oddities go on around that way. Oh, yeah. Oddities. And um, because uh, this is actually a big port for pirates and stuff like that um so you know with with the pirates they're basically you know the whole black flag it's a lot of occult stuff to all that as well like piratry and stuff 
Oh, like, like the, is the is it the called the Jolly Roger? The, the, the Jolly. Uh, oh yeah, the, the the Skull and Crossbones. Yeah, Skull and Crossbones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a top flag, that isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I've it's heard that. They're like uh, kind of like Templar. There's like a connection between like pirates and the Templars. I can't seem to. Yeah, yes, there is, mate. Like uh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I had a, a, an author, uh, he's a stonemason as well, uh, like elite level researcher, uh, Sean Williamson. He's a, a, a British uh, individual. Um, I've had him on my show, as like to promote, he's just um, wrote a, a new book called Questus. It's basically um, a story about uh, a Knights Templar who doesn't really know he's like his true origins, what he really is, and he's like goes to like other dimensions, so to speak. Um, there's a bit of hollow earth in there. Um, pirates, because there is a connection between pirates and Knights Templars. So um, that that might be where it, it comes from, mate. Uh, through that that law of the Templars. Yeah, and also uh, for being uh, working with the big, you know, basically like the uh, the arm of the secret societies in a way, because uh, yes, the yes. elite uh, these shadow groups. Because um, something we did, we did an episode on um, on sea monsters, <laughs> and uh, sea monsters came to a rise again in popularity, even though they've been talked about throughout history since you know earliest records. Um, there's a uh, in the 1700s they started getting really popular again, and um, a lot of people have you know claimed that it's probably because um or I guess theorized as probably because of the pirates, and yeah. what they would do is they would work with the shipping companies, and they would actually say that a sea monster or something like that uh, destroyed the ship and sunk it, but in reality what it was is the shipping company and the pirates were working together. <laughs> they would come and steal all the goods. The I fucking ship. love that, man. <laughs> and then sell that's the like, goods uh, on the black market, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like fake news, fucking ancient fake news, isn't it? Oh, let's fucking we'll blag on here. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you think uh, these, you know, like for instance, like ISIS or any of those kind of groups, but then yeah, you find yeah. out that it was actually the American government that was starting them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like with the drug war, like, like with the, what's going on in Mexico and that, it's like just like that. <laughs> Making out ba- it's, uh, they start it all. Yeah, it's, it, it's showing how uh, they're both the heroes and the villains at the same time. You know, like the show you're trying to get me on, uh, The Boys. I still haven't gotten to watch yes, around too much. The Boys, mate. Have you, yeah. What have you watched so far on it, mate? Uh, just the first episode because... Uh, just the first episode. Yeah. My girl wants to watch it with me, but we have to finish up another show first. So yeah, I know, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. funny, my, my, my missus had that like mindset of... We was wait, waiting for... I forget what it was. Um, and when we... Uh, Finally got around to watching it, uh, mate. I loved it. I think I've actually watched it twice at uh, season one, two, and three twice. 
uh, you know, and there's not many uh, television series that I've done that with. It is good. It, it is good. Uh, it's funny as fuck as well. Yeah, the, it's, it's the effects, <laughs> like the special effects, and in, in, in what they've done, it's uh, oof, brilliant, mate. I love it. Yeah, like the uh, fight with the Invisible Man. <laughs> oh, when he puts the bomb, he yeah. puts the bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's good. But yeah, you'll uh, when you finally get around to watching that, mate. We'll definitely do uh, an episode on it. Oh yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, <laughs> good on that main cover. Be a really good one. Because <laughs> there's a uh, a lot of connections to that. You know what we were talking about in that show with the pirates. You know, uh, in a, in a way where you you know like how uh, the military industrial complex, for instance, right? You think they're the military to protect you and protect you, well, which it is, right? Protect us and defend the yeah, lands yeah. and stuff. But at the same time, it's also that the there's a cause for war because shadow groups above are profiting off of those wars. Oh, you that's that, that's definite. That thing. Uh, it's like when you, you have the likes of was it which one of those the families was it that uh, like back they back both sides to win. Like fun both sides, like like the Rockefellers. Oh, the uh, the Rock- like yeah. They, 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 yeah, the Rockefellers and all them. Like, they're they're uh, they're like that, aren't they? He said something like, "It doesn't matter which side wins or something. I'm fun in both of them, so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn out all right." <laughs> or he or something like yeah. that too. Yeah, it was something along those lines, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter which uh, you know to him. That's what I mean. These these people, they don't they don't care about us, mate. They, they don't they don't value life like we do. Um, They're everything, operating, yeah. Everything Op- handed to them on a plate. Like uh, over there where you're from with uh, King Charles. King Charles, eh? <laughs> yeah, because they uh, I've heard stories where he would go out hunting and they'd boil eggs for him, like you know high expensive boiled eggs and if he doesn't show up right then when they've made it within like a minute 30 seconds to a minute they throw all those away and start boiling more eggs so that way when he shows up he gets the freshest boiled eggs but they said he'll usually just come up and eat like one or two and they just throw so like they're basically just that you know they could have like fed people with you know like a true king right hey you know give that to the give that to the people they need it you know the people who need the food nah <laughs> just throw it away no, no. that's uh that does not surprise me mate. uh especially with the likes of him he's a strange um individual uh and not a good strange i don't think strange looking as well yeah well that, that's that's <laughs> that's the old inbreeding that mate mm-hmm it makes them the the uh, odd looking fuckers, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, with him, I don't know. It's not like I know I'm I'm not really one for the royals at all, as you know. But he just doesn't get at all uh, a fraction of the respect that the queen got. 
Oh, what yeah, game? I mean, because like you said, he just had it all handed to him. What, what, yes. you know, what has yes. he really done for the, you know, out there? Um, yeah, well, what has he really done exactly? At least the yeah. queen. At least she rode in the uh, what was it? Vehicles out in the war or whatever. She was a driver. Yeah, she. I think she worked on something to do with vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Driver or was it driver or a mechanic? He's probably probably right on that, mate. Um, I mean, all he's done is well. I don't, I don't even know anything he's done. <laughs> <laughs> that neither uh, that's <laughs> except for obviously we know hanging out with Jimmy Seville we know about that guy oh uh, he, he was like the uh, marriage counselor he was the old pedophile yeah um, he was best friends with Charles I, I, you know I heard he could just walk into Buckingham Palace and the guards wouldn't even bat an eye to him <laughs> that, that that's really fucking Really, really uh, dodgy that big connection with Savile and the royal family. And um, you know, we know about his connections also too with the occult and things like that, secret societies. Um, well, he's a he's a Freemason. Is he Freemason? Royal Mason. Oh, he was. I'm sure he was, uh, or still is actually. Probably still it will be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but. I think, I think uh, his dad was as well, uh, Prince Philip. Oh yeah, I think uh, Philip was a, uh, and um, I think the cousin, the Duke of the Duke of Kent or something like that. Right. Um, but uh, I was thinking, you know about uh, Mary Shelley? Frankenstein. Oh yeah, the, the Frankenstein. Uh huh. She's yeah. the author of, and um. Uh, her her parents were actually uh, very famous people in history in the uh, um, English world. It's that last, sorry, mate. I didn't get that last bit. Oh, her her uh, parents like she comes from uh, like kind of like uh, high profile individuals in in English uh, history. Right, right. Um. So her her mother. Uh, uh, was like uh, one of the, you know, women activists, uh, like feminists of that time. Right. And um, I'm trying to find my notes. <laughs> but, uh, um, hey, mate. Yeah, her. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to. <laughs> sorry for the listeners. All right, mate. We're no rush, bro. We're no rush, mate. Take your time. But um, so her. Her mom was, uh, you know, a uh, uh, feminist, and her dad was uh, a famous utilitarianist. Right. Which is basically um, the, stu- you know, that um, the societal view that uh, what's better for the m- mass is the right thing, regardless of the action. So it's like, you know, like uh, he believes in like a necessary evil as long as it benefits the masses, you know. Yeah, like <laughs> within reason, sort of like a balance, balance of that, uh, good and bad. And, um, mm-hmm, yeah, like a 
good and bad thing. But um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, sorry, I don't know. I started on that. I didn't even have it written down. But okay, so where I was going with this is that um, her husband, um, he was also a uh, one of the most famous English poets in history. And um, he, the the whole process of Frankenstein was actually came about because of the study of galvanism. Right. And uh, Gal- do you know what galvanism is? Um, is it? I can't I, I thought it was something to do with uh, the rebirth, but it's probably wrong. Don't know why I thought that. <laughs> oh yeah, um, it was uh, this uh, scientist back in the day. Uh, uh, had my nose from but basically um uh what they would do is they would uh dismember animals like frogs and stuff like that and then they would connect uh their nerves and circuitry uh with electricity and then uh shock um shock um shock them you know make them their Try body yeah yeah that 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 like is proper understandable how, how Frankenstein the story of it comes to play. That's basically oh, yeah. what they're doing, isn't it? Like reanimation of like a, a, a body just fucking thrown together in the Frankenstein's uh, monster. Oh yeah, and and uh, like a transhuman unist agenda you know like creating monsters yeah. in society um but okay i i i found shit now <laughs> you found on me <laughs> yeah okay so uh galvanism was started uh named after an italian physicist named uh Lu- luigi galvani right and uh you know we talked about how he used to shock the uh, frog legs and things like that and, and it thought and it made people start to wonder okay can living uh, beings be controlled with um, electricity so his um, because where, where all this came about is because um, back in the day when people would drown and they would get buried sometimes they they like they'd be declared dead and buried in the coffin and then they would come back to life and be buried alive oh, fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> so um what they would do is they would actually build little bells up from the coffin to the yes to the I've dirt. heard about that I've heard about this mate where they, they would um, they would ring the bell on there and then they would know that that person wasn't it. dead fucking <laughs> 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 okay, must be if you that's horrifying there in the graveyard, it would be <laughs> oh my gosh you wake up it and you're buried alive so yeah. some some people were so terrified of this that in their will they would be have it opted that when they die their heart is to be removed. They would rather just be straight killed off <laughs> and with yeah. no chance yeah. of coming back than to wake up in a coffin and uh buried alive. So but um this uh motivated the finding of the a place called the Royal Human Society which is originally called 
the society of the persons apparently drowned. And uh, <laughs> their motto still to this day is a small spark may perhaps be hid. And um, but uh, so Galvani's uh, nephew, this guy named uh, Giovanni Alduni, he started taking that practice to another level by uh, using electricity on the decapitated heads of goats and sheep. Okay. <laughs> and he would figure out how to make their eyes and arms move by, like, you know, shocking their brain in certain ways and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And, of course, um, this is, you know, you, we think this is weird and morbid that they would do something like that, right? Well, this is important for science, for scientists of that time to be able to understand how the body operates. And before this, um, before this, this practices started happening, you know, of course, in the occult circles and stuff, they knew about, you know, prana, chi, life force, whatever you want to call it. But now yeah, this is yeah. starting to get applied in a scientific uh, format. So um, in uh, there was something called the Murder Act of 1751, where anyone convicted of murder would have their bodies immediately dissected and experimented on. And uh, an example is uh, of Alduni, uh, um, Galvani's uh, nephew, um, was in 1805, this guy named George Foster killed his wife and children and uh, was uh, turned into a puppet for Alduni. And so they, after his execution, they took him straight to the, you know, desk or whatever, the examining table for Alduni. And this was public too. You could actually go and watch this. And he chopped <laughs> chopped him in the bits. You know what I mean? Started hacking him up, pull, pulling his heart. Uh, so um, he was actually able to uh, reanimate his heart with a with uh, by attaching it to uh, the polarity po po points of it to a battery. He no, was able to. Just yeah, a like, quick one here. Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt. Oh no, sorry. What what year was this roughly? Uh, this was uh, 1803. Right, that date and think of what they were capable of doing back then. Mm -hmm. That's fucking incredible. And um, they said he was able to get the guy's body to convulse and move around, like a dead oh. body to able to yeah. start moving, and he was able like to get his eyes and mouth to open. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what this the story? It, mm -hmm. Like Frankie, someone who shows Frankie Star, it's very similar to. Uh, I'm not if you're familiar with it, mate, but H.P. Lovecraft uh, wrote a story called Reanimator. And oh, he yeah. actually made, made a film, <laughs> Reanimator. Mate, that is an absolute classic of a film. It's a classic, Reanimator. I love it still to this day. Yeah, that's like one of the more like hardcore horror movies, too. Like, yeah, that's yeah, not... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good one, that mate, isn't it? But, uh, Similar, like again with reanimator dead bodies. This is I think they first do it on a head. Yeah, they would have and the. Then, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then it's bodies. And, <laughs> you know, a couple of animals, I think, as well for thrown in for good measure. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but I, I love this where it's going. This mate. Um, but now um, this kind of stuff, right, these uh, shocking, you know, because it started off morbid and weird. Yeah. 
but now we started understanding oh the brain certain parts of the brain operate certain parts of the body and um also there's even electroshock not the electroshock therapy where they, <laughs> they turn people into vegetables but uh what is it <laughs> they can uh if for people who have like uh, uh knots in their muscles or, or things like that they shock electricity yeah. into your into your body and heal you that way and also um uh you know strengthens the muscle and, and also um we understand now that electricity uh electromagnetic waves can operate uh brain brain wave patterns right so with through electricity they can actually affect the way people think you know yeah yeah okay so really really interesting isn't it uh, so, I, what makes of it so the roots of uh this type of high tech you know maybe in the future it could lead to like med beds and things like that its origins were just chopping people to bits and sticking electricity <laughs> on it and seeing what that does <laughs> <laughs> that's you know that's being, basically being a, what it is mate <laughs> Being a scientist and stuff like that isn't now you can you can eat and clean be clean. Back then you had to actually get your you know, pull your sleeves up and get dirty and do some gross yeah. stuff. You had, in your the name of you had your lunch. There was no time for breaks then. You had your lunch with the body. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> but um yeah, the, uh so actually the original Frankenstein that Mary Shelley uh created in her book was actually uh, a mix of of uh, both human and animal body parts and um a bit fucked up that isn't it <laughs> yeah um so this uh her her first book was called uh the modern prometheus uh really the, the modern prometheus yeah that's the name of the original frankenstein novel right right and uh, you know about Zeus um, and everything like that. And Prometheus, he stole fire from the gods. He's, you know, knowledge from the gods and gave it to man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prometheus, yeah. And, a, um, it's a good, good uh, it's a good legend that way. I, I like the, uh, the mythology around it. I love all mythology, though, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a... Uh, thing about that is um the her monster right uh, in the how how we perceive it in the movies and stuff like that is like this big lumbering brute yeah. uh, but but actually her version of frankenstein was intellectual and he was a pacifist and a vegetarian all all he all Fra all the monster wanted to do in the beginning was just be loved <laughs> he just wanted so a like friend the opposite to what their films portray them as mm -hmm. so we think about monsters right these yeah. you know because you know he could have started you know monsters sometimes the worst people could start off as good people with good morals and things like that but something in their life just makes them snap and, and yeah. become a beast you know, this monster yeah. true that mate um and just be you know i guess being a Vegetarian doesn't make you a good person. <laughs> <laughs> it does not, mate, does it? <laughs> yeah. 
but um uh so yeah her her book was very you know it's considered still one of the greatest uh gothic romance novels of all time yeah um and you know her parents oh uh, here it goes her father was named william goodwin or godwin and he was a journalist political philosopher and novelist um and uh he was one of the first modern you know promoters of of anarchism Um, her mother was mary uh, wollstonecraft writer philosopher and advocate of women's rights um her her book uh a vindication of the rights of women 1792 a classic of rationalist feminism is still considered uh one of the most important treaties advocating you know equal rights for women and uh but see the sad thing is is mary uh, never knew her mother because her mother died i think uh one year after she was born oh um so uh or no when she was just 11 years old i'm sorry right right so she so um so well, that's basically for a start and it mate that would have been well it would have been heartbreaking for any well anybody to see the parents pass oh yeah yeah so. but um so uh, i was um one of her fam- famous quotes her mother's famous quotes is uh, a great proportion of the misery that wanders in hideous forms around the world is allowed to rise due to the negligence of parents so instead of uh, kids out there raising their parent or raising their kids to be proper citizens of society, they just give them the phone. <laughs> they give them the TV remote and say, get out, you know, go do something. <laughs> well, you know, let them, let them play violent video games, let them watch, yeah. you know, violent movies and stuff like that. And then wonder Basically, why they let, turned out. Yeah. Let them do what they want and then, like you say, wonder why they turned out the way they have done. Mm-hmm. But um, so another famous person I was mentioning is her husband, right? Uh, yeah. So her husband, uh, he's one of the most famous English poets of all time. He was around that time period in England when poets were like rock stars. Like they were the rappers yeah, yeah, of yeah. modern times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, he met Mary because he was actually a student of her father's and uh, he was always attracted with to her. Uh, Mary was 16 at the time and he was actually married <laughs> with, uh, with, I think a kid, uh, one kid and then a kid on the way with a pregnant wife when he met Mary, but they still right. would, you know, got together and a weird dark thing that they would do is she would take him to go visit her mother's grave grave site her gravestone and everything like that. And then she, her and Percy would have sex on top of her mother's grave. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I guess, mate, each to their own, whatever floats your boat, but me? Nah, no, that's a bit, that's a bit wrong, that, mate. That's, <laughs> that's a bit, it's very wrong, yeah. That's a very morbid and vile, but that was... You know, that was how they, they partied, right? And um, so uh, Percy, he was actually in, in 
in public, and this is like with a lot of people, he was an atheist. Didn't believe in God, you know, didn't believe in none of that stuff. But in his private life, uh, he was very much into the occult, very much into studying uh, secret knowledge and stuff like that. Um, uh, some some of his classmates from that who saw his uh, room in college, they said it was like a laboratory. <laughs> and um, when, when he was an undergraduate, he wrote a novel called St. Irvine or the Rosicrucian, which is about a uh, sex-crazed wandering Rosicrucian and his encounters with a uh, alchemist. Very interested. And, <laughs> yeah, and um, he also, this guy actually used to actually fantasize, because this is around the time that the uh, uh, the Illuminati's already come about, the Bavarian Illuminati. Oh, right, right. And he was actually uh, inspired by them, and he said he wanted to have his own version of that. Um. You know, uh, he wanted to start his own cabal of enlightened and unprejudiced members. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, um, uh, this guy, um, he also, uh, he, he wanted to basically change the world and, and, and he, uh, yet he was against, like, against laws, including, like, morality like he wasn't he he didn't feel like people should be tamed in morality with morality he feels like you know the whole do as thou wilt so this is like way before Aleister Crowley's time right yeah. but he here's this English famous English poet basically him and all his buddies um would live by the do as thou wilt lifestyle they'd have orgies you know they would yeah. Yeah. bestiality incest all that kind of stuff and uh, they're open about it so, um, of course, Lord Godwin, I mean, not Lord Godwin. <laughs> I just said Lord, I don't know. It just sounds fancy. <laughs> William Godwin, Mar- Mary's uh, father. Of course, she was, he wasn't down with his daughter hooking up with some married man, right? Yeah. So um, Mary and Percy, they ran away, and they went and stayed with uh, one of Percy's best friends, uh, this guy by the name of uh, Lord Byron. Byron. Um, yeah. That, the, the name sounds familiar. He's uh, uh, he's also one of the most famous uh, English poets in general of, of all time. Right. Um, he actually is also a national hero in Greece because he fought alongside the uh, Greece army or something like that. Right. Okay. And uh, this guy, right? Like he was, he was so like like so much of a provocateur like li- really living that uh rock star lifestyle in the 1700s essentially right yeah. in the 1800s um so um people what uh, the townsfolk would do is they would bring bin- uh, binoculars and telescopes to the outside of his house and they would try to look into his mansion to try to get a view of this crazy way this guy lived you know orgies all the time yeah, was so basically, with it. <laughs> he was stalking him, but yeah, yeah, it would have been per- perverts as well. Trying to watch him um, with the ladies. Oh, yeah, it, was he was he with men as well? Yeah, oh yeah, he yeah men, men and women. He didn't care. He was just a complete dog. Um, 
but this guy he he hooked up with his sister you know what i mean yeah it was when it was, it was open about it so they were basic it was basically like the paparazzi you know like tabloids yeah like yeah. that that's that's how this guy you know he, he was like the original rock star you know <laughs> like yeah tab people would you know oh my gosh this guy is just so in, interesting you know out there yeah um so they were best buds and stuff like that so but um uh Mirac- so uh that's when the uh lord byron was actually the one who wanted to start a uh, contest to see who could write the scariest story and one wow. night in 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 his uh mansion in geneva switzerland so uh this is actually the same year i think it was 18 1818 or something like that where it was called the uh the year without a summer have you heard of that i have i have i've heard of the year without a summer before but i'm it, not familiar with the uh, the details on it uh Ron. I'll so uh but i, have I heard guess of still got there. yeah there was a uh uh, volcano called Mount Tambora in Indonesia, and it had erupted, and basically uh, filled, you know, a good portion of that area of the world um, under under an ash cloud. So basically, all the way there in Europe, they were living in darkness for an entire summer. Because of the ash cloud, or or yeah. I think I think the sun would come up, but it wouldn't shine bright enough to be able to develop crops and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, because of all like all the ash, it must have been must have been crazy that mate to to, to be there at that time. It's almost like hell on earth, you know, like something yeah, like that. Yeah, it looked like a, <laughs> a bit like you see like uh, like the apocalypse in films, or, or when there's been like uh, really powerful bombs gone off, and it's just like all ash everywhere from fucking destruction that yeah when i think of apocalypse yeah, yeah. i think of like that like ash-filled skies and yeah 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 and just emptiness um but yeah so uh she wrote the the frankenstein and you know it, uh, she won obviously but um you know they're telling me she got the book published but back then um it, women had a really hard time publishing uh books so she uh, actually got it published under a pseudonym, right? Like an- anonymously. Um, yeah, yeah. But then later she claimed it, and obviously uh, it became very popular. She made a ton of money and stuff like that. So now she's she's the big she's the breadwinner, and uh, yeah. she told Percy basically. Um, Oh, well, so uh, Percy, right? Here goes another thing I forgot to leave out. Uh, I, I left out. Um, Percy's pregnant wife, oh, she, yeah. mis- she actually uh, accidentally drowned in a, in a river. She accidentally drowned. As <laughs> you do. Yeah. Or, or what I think happened is she was murdered. So yeah. that way Percy could be with Mary. But that's just speculation. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it, you you would lean towards that though, mate. Um, you would lean towards that. And um, so Mary, uh, she she gave him an ultimatum. She said, "You either we either get married, uh, or you can't stay with me, or your kids can't stay with me." So basically, 
Percy because Percy was against, even though he loved Mary, he was against marriage. He was against stuff like that, even though he's already married. You know, he wanted to do what he wanted to do. He didn't want to be restrained. Um, and he, he was actually, he, he openly cheated on Mary, you know, and stuff like that. Um, uh, some even speculated with her uh, sister and her half-sister. But um, so he, they finally got married. They they got their own house by the lake, by this lake, and everything's good and, and dandy, right? But then uh, a few years later, um, uh, Lord Byron dies in a uh, uh, ship accident. There, he was actually on his way to visit um, Mary. I mean, visit uh, Lord Byron on one of his islands or near uh, a party or whatever on this island, and. Um, so uh, his uh, the only way his body was identified because he I guess the bodies were so waterlogged or whatever that it was just like crinkled up human skin you know they couldn't they could you couldn't you know, identify anybody by their facial features at that point so um, the way he, his body was identified and it was actually identified by um, someone who was a good friend of his uh, this guy named uh, Trelawney was uh percy had a uh poem in his uh clothing or the body that was supposed to be uh percy's and the poem was actually uh something that had to do it was called uh john it was a a copy of john keats lamia and it's a poem about the god hermes having a uh having a relationship with a, a nymph um and uh in the uh so um lamia symbol symbolizes uh a person or thing that seems attractive but is actually destructive um so lamia um was actually trapped in the body of a serpent <laughs> so basically um have this guy named apollonius who's like kind of like the greek greek you know messiah um in their you know in their culture or whatever history um so um he basically went up to uh that guy because that guy was a student who was in love with the uh shape-shifting um serpent lady and right. basically exposed her like dude you're 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 fucking uh <laughs> you're fucking a reptilian <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love this dude. <laughs> so, um, that's pretty. That's a pretty weird poem to to sit there and have in your pocket, right? Oh, well, for sure, mate. For sure. Like he just carried it around, and that's how his body was identified. So it kind of it's kind of weird. Like it's, it's a poem about somebody falling in love with a shape shifting serpent. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's found on his body. So um, Trelawney, the guy who identified the body and was actually his friend, he had um, Percy's funeral uh, done very much like a pagan ceremony. They would have spices and oils and wine, and um, they would they would do like certain uh, chants and stuff like that during the funeral. And they you know they had his body burning on a pyre or whatever. Yeah. So um, he actually ran up there for and he did this for Mary. And he reached inside of the burning corpse, Percy's supposed burning corpse, and pulled out uh, 
it was supposed to be the heart, you know, and he supposedly wrapped his heart into one of Percy's poems and gave it to Mary. Mary kept this organ with her for all the way up until her death, and it was handed down to her only surviving child. So uh, that's how they got down. <laughs> like, don't worry, Mary. I'll go get us. I'll go get his heart for you, so you can always have his heart. But see, the thing is, is uh, it was probably most likely his liver, because uh, the heart would have melted at those temperatures, but the liver would have uh, survived. Right. So. Uh, think about that. Yeah, and you know what else? Percy, I mean, uh, this Lord uh, Trelawney guy and Lord Byron, um, they actually, while uh, Percy's corpse burned nearby. They went swimming in the water. They all like and, and a couple of people were swimming in the water. And it, that's weird, right? Because he died by drowning. So his body is being burned here and they're they're having they're do they did it in the pagan type ritual and then they went to go have a swim. <laughs> so um, but here goes where things get a little bit different. Uh Trey um Trey uh Lord Byron actually died a few years later. And uh, so did this um, other guy who was actually a friend of theirs. Uh, and they were kind of seen as uh, sacrificial martyrs, right? They like they, they're po- they're poets who who died a tragic death and stuff like that. Well, here goes what my theory is because they were also um, Trelawney, Lord Byron, and Percy. They're all a part of this group called the Pisa Circle. And it was basically, yeah, it was their own their own little secret society group, right? Like a social club. I'll just spell that wrong, please, mate. Uh, Pisa, P-I-S-A, yeah. like the uh, uh, oh, the Leaning Tower. Yeah, Leaning Tower of Pisa in in Italy. So, so it, mm-hmm. yeah, what was it called again, mate? The Pisa Circle. Circle, thanks, mate. And uh, they they would um they were a part of this like basically a secret society. Of that yeah. ancient times, but it wasn't the Freemasons; their own little social group. And then now all this happens. So what I actually think happened is they faked their deaths, right? And in some sort of um, ritualistic way, they were reborn, right? Rising up out of the ashes of a phoenix. So essentially, they have a, like a fake death and then a rebirth. So man, you know. Uh, Kind of like we hear with a lot of celebrities, right? Uh, Elvis didn't die. He just faked his death and yeah. went and lived on an island somewhere. <laughs> all, they all go on islands as well, don't they? Yeah. And uh, so there's all this, like, so what I think happened, and he and Percy even said he wanted to do it, start his own secret society. Mary was so in love with him. He knew as long as she knew he was alive, She'd follow him to the ends of the earth, and she had the money to do it. So um, what what I think they did is they faked their deaths, right, rebirthed it as new people, and then started a secret society. You know. And I think these uh, – That's something that, that they they probably pulled it off, mate. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, seem, they seem to be uh, like – they know they know they know what they wanted. They and they like wanted saying, to to live the uh, do do is that oh I'm sorry. 
yeah, no, it's like she had the money, like you said. So pulling this off was probably uh, a brief park for these lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it makes me think, like, with Aleister Crowley, right, being – I think I did the math. If these guys theoretically faked their death and started a secret society, right, they would have been around, like, 60 to 80 years old when Aleister Crowley was coming around, like in his 20s or something like that. Right. So it makes me think, the the secret societies that they actually started, these like, where they faked their death and they started on groups, this could be the real, real group, right, that influenced guys like Aleister Crowley in the future. Because they were doing the live as that will before Aleister Crowley was even born. So go fucking shout that, mate, and something yeah. else. What, what, um, Maybe connected. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Alistair Crowley faked his own death as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's just crazy, isn't it? <laughs> that could be what it is to really to to join this club. You gotta you gotta die, kind of. You know, symbolically. Yeah. yeah. You know your old identity, and then you have to uh, embrace a new identity. Yeah, maybe, mate. It's a good, uh, it's it's a perspective in it. That's uh, fucking interesting. Yeah, and I also feel like you know, like even got where we started with this Jimmy Seville. Oh. I feel like he's also from this group. Like you know, they're like we feel like it's gonna, always going to be the Freemasons or it's going to be some somebody like this. The groups that are actually really like running stuff are probably these kind of groups where. There's there's no name to be known of, you know. There's yeah, not enough yeah. there's not enough evidence or about them to even give them a name. They probably don't even name themselves, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yes, so. it's the, the those are the the wealthiest, the uh, the, the the true leaders. Uh, we don't know who they are, mate. They're not going to be known either to us. Oh no, not not these not these guys. These are and uh. If they do, then then their power is is taken away from. Because in in actual uh, occult circles and stuff like that, right? I think the reason why they didn't they don't want to speak the name of God or they don't speak their name, they don't speak things like that, is because uh, names have power. Yes. So if they know if they know your name, they have some sort of power connection to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that too, mate. Uh, for sure. And um, so yeah, I just uh, had had that those notes about that, and I, I always found that story so uh, interesting and stuff like that. Uh, and it's something I didn't know about. You know, I knew Mary Sherry, you know Shelley, and I, when I think about that, I think of like goth and old dark stuff. But then yeah, I started. You do, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that connection because, like, what what we've um, the story, what we we've been led to believe is a. Uh, as, as it is, as you you know, bringing back a corpse, what's thrown together, uh, but there's a much deeper meaning behind it. And and the symbology of things like, like oh yeah, they, when whenever they find my body, they have to have this poem in there. That's that's like that's like, <laughs> it's almost like that's how can that be a coincidence? And also how could it have even survived if 
if the body was so waterlogged and, and you know destroyed like that, how would that piece of paper have survived in the water that long? Exactly, um, that that would uh, with writing on it as well. <laughs> so it almost makes it seem like they just kind of found two no you know no name people taking them out and oh yep this is Percy. You know, this is his body, like, kind of like with the Epstein, right? How they say, like, Epstein's body doesn't look like it did, you know, when it got extracted out. They just extracted out a clone body. It just looks close enough. (laughs) Yeah. Well, just, just, I know it's going off topic a bit here, but what what do you think of the the Epstein uh, malarkey? Do you think that he, he is dead? Um, I, I don't think so. Because uh, right. Me neither. same same way with like uh, Bin Laden. I don't I don't know. Something's up with that whole story. Maybe they killed him, but I feel like if they really wanted somebody like that dead, it's almost like to show a message. Like yeah. this is how it goes down. For instance, that uh, uh, that one guy in Libya, Kaldafi or whatever, oh, like Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they sh- there wasn't no hiding that. They just you know, drug him around the streets and stuff they, like that. They, uh, they blitzed that, didn't they? And, uh, made an example out of him, really. I mean, made an I, example. I know he was a cruel fucker, like, but hey, they're all cruel. In their, even governments now, they're all cruel in their own way. They just hide it well. I mean, like, like, like when, when they go to war, they give a shit what anybody says innocent people get killed yeah and and even worse worse than that you know because the the spoils of wars you know sadly that's that's the case with a lot of people who have been invaders the you know the war crimes and things like that that go with that um because um you think about that with you know for, for instance here right uh, we're, we're, you know, and I, I love our military and everything like that and the troops, but there is a dark side that I think don't, they don't really talk about. They don't, you know, um, we're just supposed to think, oh, all of these guys are heroes and heroes. Yeah. here to save us and stuff like that. No, I'll be like, probably a good bit of them are, but not all of yeah. them. <laughs> For no instance, doubt, uh, somebody who's like, oh, every, the military, you can't say anything bad against the military. Well, there was actually a guy, uh, I can't remember his name, he was a Green Beret and a Delta Force operator. So he's basically like one of the best of the best. He was a serial rapist, and he got caught doing it. He, with his abilities and skills, he was actually uh, on bases when he was here in the States. He would go to apartment complexes and climb up to the second floor of an apartment complex to break into women's house to rape them. Thank God. You know, but this is also somebody who, if to get, he got to that level, right? Delta Force, um, uh, Green Beret, he's supposed to be the hero, the the quiet professional, but he's also, uh, you got to think these guys are serial killers (laughs) for the guy, for us. They are. They are paid serial killers. Paid serial killers, yeah. I know, right? I know a lot of people might frown upon that, but it's true. You know, I know, I know that they're doing a service and that, but still, 
killing someone's killing somebody in it. Yeah, uh, there's a you know depend you know I I believe it's there's necessary evils and stuff like that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, able, yeah, But uh, there's even stories of um, there's this one uh, one thing that they do. Uh, I haven't read this book, but supposedly uh, they it's like a torture method, right? Interrogation torture method. They put you up on a stool or a bucket, and then they wrap piano wire around your junk and and connect it to the ceiling or the rafter or something like that so you not only will you die but you're losing your your jewels with it wow um, you know that that's 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 the u.s government does have done that to people yeah. <laughs> and a, another thing i've heard is um like with the jiu-jitsu, and this, it sounds morbid, but I see the effectiveness of it, yeah. uh, of, but what they would do is they'll, uh, with the detainees, after they interrogate, they're like, ah, what are we going to do with them, right? What they'll do is they'll take them into a room, and they'll have the jiu-jitsu mat and everything there, the wrestling mat, and then they'll say, okay, if you can, it'll be a one-on-one fight, if you can win this grappling match, we'll let you leave, type thing. But... Th- that's not what happens so basically they're using this as an opportunity to practice their grappling arts because right. with the grappling they're not grappling to ouch ouch tap okay i'll yeah. let you i'll Gra- let go of the you. grappling it's to kill aren't they? grappling to kill so they ha- yeah. it's they're using these uh detainees uh as test dummies to practice their ability to kill <laughs> I mean, they're gonna whichever military, whichever country, they're, they're all gonna have their own tactics, aren't they? To uh, what what they think is the best solution to uh, situations. Um, you know, my dad, you know, who's ex-military, he yes, he your dad one... was once. He was high up as well once. He, he what some of the uh, what you can tell me what what branch he was in and that. Uh, he was in the navy. Was it? Did he have some? Was it a special, some sort of special badge? What you want to get if you're in? Well, he was uh, intelligence and stuff intelligence. like that. Mm-hmm. But usually, I mean, it, it's he was supposed to have been like a desk jockey and stuff like that. But you know, I grew up, you know, having people from special forces like telling me, "Oh man, you, your dad back in the day, he's a legend." And I, I just always had people come up telling me stuff like that, and. Uh, um, to hear so that, I, mate, that must must make you feel so proud to hear that about your dad, Rod. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's also like, at the end of the day, it's just your dad. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's weird. You know what I mean? If it's when it's your own parent, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But it, we had our, we had a lot of similarities, but then we had a lot of our differences as well. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. I think that that goes with everybody and the parents, mate. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody's they all, you know. But uh, but um, uh, the thing he would tell me is that uh, one time they were putting up like uh, poison traps, like traps around their base or whatever. They would have like a, a sticks with the pointed sticks, you know, with a they put poison on the tips, and they right. put it all around the base. And he said one time a navy 
one of the Navy lieutenants or whatever, the officers came there and he saw what they were doing. He's like, you take this, all this stuff down. What are we, some savages? We're not fighting like that. Come on. You know, like, like we're not savages. You're doing this the right way. And, and he said, uh, his captain, the Marine captain is like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. And he, he gets on the helicopter and takes off, right? The officer. And my dad looks at the captain and says, oh, okay. So I guess you want me to start breaking this all this down. He's like, no, fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. We're the ones that have to fight. He's going back. Shit, we got to survive out here. (laughs) Uh, So he's like, nah, keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, but you know, that, that's funny. But he basically said like, um, from him getting through the war, he said, he thanks the pe- certain people, you know, for getting him yeah. through the war to surviving, but he also despises them at the same time and thinks that they're horrible. They were horrible human beings. For instance, you know that some they just shoot everything. They'll shoot the goats. They'll shoot, <laughs> shoot the livestock. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the brutality of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 I mean. If you think about it, the, the reason why they might have done that, I mean, I don't know, but I'm thinking they, they might have done that because uh, it's like, I don't know, I can't speak on behalf of the animals, but how they just shoot everything. It's like, mm-hmm. like all, all life in sight. Uh, maybe it's just just to make sure that there's no uh, like bombers, because like, especially... In some parts, like suicide bombers, they're well known, aren't they? They use kids and women and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and also uh, dead bodies. They'll strap booby traps onto bodies. bodies. Yeah. Right, right. So you'll go up to, you think, oh, it's just a dead body on the floor. You got to move it or something like that, and it's triggered. It's rigged, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, you know, so definitely uh, it's. It's there's a lot of the propaganda and stuff like that that doesn't really show the true natures of it. And we didn't even get into the war crimes that the you know, for instance, what the Japanese have done to the uh, Chinese and, yeah. and, uh, back in during World War Two and stuff like that. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, but I mean, even as to say, like like now with the the, the, the war crimes, what they say, uh, Putin uh, has done. Why has nothing been done about it? It's yeah, it's probably good because it'll just trigger something else. I've thought, well, it's, it's not needed. Um, I think there's more to what's going on in Ukraine than you know, what we're uh, led to believe. Now, I've I've read in like books and stuff and stuff like that. Like you don't you don't want to be caught by the Russians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you better you better just fight till it's till it's over. You don't want to get caught by them dudes. They is not going to yeah. show you any mercy, any empathy. Yeah. At all, at all, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, you know, it's, but that's really you know the way of life, right? You you need to be a fighter. You need to be a warrior because if this is an apoc- apocalyptic wasteland, right? What's going to stop right. some some group of felons who decided to start their own raider gang? And they're just going around, you know, oh, I got shotguns. I got things like that in my house. You're just one person. You're going to be able to run to all the guns, load up your ammo before 15 other dudes with guns, 10 other dudes with guns are already lighting your shit up. No. Probably having military <laughs> grade, um, 
you know, fully yeah. automatic. I hate this as well, mate. Yeah, I hate to break it down to you, but just watching movies and reading these things doesn't make you a one man army. You're going to need an army with you as well. You're going to need numbers. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. So, um, the people talking about going off grid, you know, I'm just going to go out in the countryside and defend my land and have my crops. Mm, that is until yeah. a, a, a gang of raiders comes along and figures out, yeah, I got all that shit and I come exactly. to take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you see so many, in so many films, mate, um, mm-hmm. it is, uh, war is one of those things. It's always happened. Always will happen. Somewhere, uh, Somewhere on, on Earth Realm, mate, there's always shit going down. Always. It, it, well, it's wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, and it, it's so sad how it is because unless you're, you're in that group, you're just a number. Like, you're just a st- statistic. <laughs> you're, you don't even... Oh, yeah, you don't I mean, even think, oh, this is Ron Weed who's trying to live his best life and just you know it's like no he's it's just a stat on the on the board it doesn't, you don't mean anything yeah but uh that's where i feel like it you know it's good to have personal power and and stuff like that because um it's all about you know empowering each other and building up communities that can defend against these raiding parties we're it it takes you know community and networking and stuff like that it you know that's just the way of the world you can't do it on your own i don't care you yeah. know if you're john yeah. john rambo john rambo can only make it so long before he's got to team up you know somewhere. yeah 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 it's just uh it's true that mate or john wick you know what i mean john wick he's yeah, still john wick <laughs> he's invincible that man isn't he? invincible <laughs> There's, and, a, um, there's a new one coming out in the soon. He's John Wick. Sure there is. There's another one coming out. I'm sure there's another one coming out. There is. I'll tell you what else is coming out soon, mate. I don't know if you, do you like the Avatar films. Oh, the Avatar oh, film. We've only had one, haven't we? Yeah, it, uh, it was good. It was. Uh, I never really got around to watching the whole thing, but from what I saw, I did like it. It's a long ass film, isn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, um, I think I'll tell you how many it is. Um, I thought they made, they've already made them, apparently. Um, I thought there was going to be three. I think I'll just confirm it now, mate. Uh, but, um, how's Halloween up there with you? Uh, yeah, we've got decorations up for that, mate. Uh, we got grandkids. We've got a little baby, baby girl. She's only like six months old, mate. Got her a little outfit. Uh, <laughs> the lad's like nearly two, so this, he's realising he's seen all these like decorations, thinking, "What's this?" And <laughs> it's great seeing the faces, mate. It's great. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's nowhere near like it is in, in America, mate. You uh, celebrate it brilliantly. Uh, we really do. I love. I love the. 
how big it is and how it gets huge, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've, for me, I, I came from California when I first got here. I lived in California for a little bit and then uh, came across yeah. the country. Now I'm a Georgia boy <laughs> down here, uh, southeast. So I'm on yeah. your side of the yeah. I'm on your side of the ocean, basically. All right. right the water. <laughs> What's he call me? Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Uh, we're right above Florida, basically. We're, uh, you know, Peach State. Uh, What's the weather but, like around there, mate? But is, um, it, is it like warm Florida like uh, type of weather? Oh, yeah. We're uh, we're definitely high humidity, high heat. It's not for everybody. <laughs> A lot, is it, basically. Is it a place where there are like alligators and crocodiles as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, sw- swamps, you know, marshes, and or more marsh area. Uh, and for instance, our uh, the Sasquatch that's known around here is called the skunk ape. Does it really smell as bad as what they say? Like complete and utter shit. Yeah, because uh, the marshes, like the marshlands during like certain times of the day it just smells like rotten eggs like sulfur oh mate that's so beautiful it's not the sort of place you'd have a picnic then yeah no <laughs> but so, um oh yeah I forgot well, to say sorry that. mate sorry oh, I was gonna say that uh you know Savannah Georgia where I'm you know lived most of my life uh, about it being one of the most haunted uh places in the uh in the country it's like stone, you know, downtown. It's like cobbled, cobbled streets, cobblestone streets. Uh, um, old, like you know, Victorian era houses and stuff like that. So it, it kind of has like an English, like back alley, like you know, sh- English shipyard type feel to it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have like we have like uh, famous, uh, you know, our we have like cemeteries here, you know, with the big gravestones and looks very like morbid and gothic and stuff like that and uh, we're known for our ghost you know every, just about everybody down here has got a ghost story <laughs> yeah well uh, uh, sorry mate i know mm-hmm. i just want to the uh the old skunk ape mm-hmm. do you know anybody personally who's um, had any interactions with um, this entity no <laughs> nobody Sometimes though, I because I do work around the marshes a lot, and I know about yeah. the story. I just like, even though I'm like out there by myself, and all I see is like marshlands. I just like, you know, you feel like I don't know. I'm just creeping myself out, but it feels like I'm being watched from. from oh like, the fucking hell, man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet it's going to masturbating watching you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That's, uh, that escalated quickly then, Ron, didn't it? Yeah. No, I actually uh, I busted one guy doing it one time. And it was it was twisted, too. It's a twisted story because I was my pool guy uh, for, for a while. I was, you know, uh, when my dad had his company, I was like, you know, take care of these huge, you know, uh, public pools and private pools yeah. and, you know, uh, communi- gated communities and stuff. But uh, I was just sitting there talking to the lifeguard. And I noticed this uh, UPS driver keeps parking under this tree over by where the kiddie pool is and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I've always noticed it there when because I'm, I'm around there at that certain time of day. And I just look over, and it's almost like I make – I look at this guy, and I'm like, oh, shit. It looks like he's fucking beaten off. 
So oh. and I'm I'm, like, <laughs> st- I'm standing a good bit away, and I'm kind of looking, but everybody else is just oblivious, right? They're all doing their own thing. They're not paying attention to the UPS driver up by the tree. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't let this happen, right? So I went to uh, there's there's a backwash pipe over there and stuff like that, and uh, I, I got me my help helping my friend we got in the uh, truck and i drove over there and just pretend like i was looking at this backwash pipe and when i drive up i'm just pretend i'm not i'm like being nonchalant and he says when the guy notices me like walking past or whatever he's he starts panicking and it looks like he gets up and runs into the back of the truck real quick maybe to go like zip up or do or whatever yeah and uh you know, I just, I, you know, I just mean mugged him real hard and stuff like that. Walking by, made, made myself very known and stuff like yeah, that. When yeah. I went to backwash pipe and uh, he stopped parking over there. And I told the lifeguards, so I was like, "You see that dude over there again? You, you call the gate security and you, you tell him to come over and check it out." He, he stopped the. Uh, I guess they stopped him from being able to drive into that parking lot and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, that just right, blew my so mind. Right. Yeah, and. Right, uh, so- and the the cojones <laughs> that guy to just be doing that like uh, out there, but you know he who who knows how how much he's gotten away with out there, but yeah, that's the and thing. You know, always just see him doing it, especially you know, especially with like kids and women and stuff like that. It's, I mean, no nobody should be seeing stuff like that. Yeah, it's, um, it it it's just a bunch of weirdos like. <laughs> So, the army, see, they're everywhere on the UPS driver, everywhere. yeah. Um, uh, and that that's crazy now with the uh, you know here in America they're trying to like I don't know if you heard about maps or whatever. Oh, what's that? It's like trying to say like they're calling like pedos minor attracted persons. What? Yeah, so it's like. They're trying, to, they're trying to make it seem like this is just a s- sexual thing and, and we need to, you know, basically trying to give them like, you know, rights or whatever, trying to make them seem like they're just a part of society. But like, not a part of society, they never will be. <laughs> do I, I mean, do you know in, in Greek society, I guess, way back in the day, but that's the difference. <laughs> You know, but and not a part of a civilized moral society. No, never will be. Oh yeah, goes without saying that, mate. It's, uh, it's one of those undeniable um, reasons, really. That um, it's what they should do, in my opinion, mate. Um, you know, not this might not sit well with some people, but. Uh, I'm I'm just being honest with you. I think they should uh, once you know they find out what they've done once they've been convicted and it is definitely them that's done it they deserve they deserve to be killed mate I think death penalty anybody you can hurt a kid or a woman like that raping on them you, you know um, that they, they, they're not shouldn't be uh, allowed in society no, and and uh, I, I I feel the same way. It should the the punishments and everything like that should be a lot more harsher, definitely a lot more severe. Um, uh, because what some guy goes on and does stuff like that, and then he, what they get a slap on the wrist, 
like two years and then they're back out. Change the name, change the name. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people like that, mate, it's, um, they say, oh, oh, ah, they couldn't change, you know, it's, but they're not going to change. They'll always have that urge. And, um, it's, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, it sounds messed up because we're here, me and you are guys who are against like, you know, genocides of sorts, but that's kind of a yeah. genocide that might actually be beneficial for the human race. I think, yeah, I think, <laughs> well, it's not even um, debatable that, mate. It is, in my opinion, they should just get rid of the lot of them. Then, yes. then they, you know, send them on an island <laughs> and just fucking nuke it. And, um, I mean, me and you, we obviously know why they're trying to push all this kind of stuff with these other kind of creepos. Um, it's because this is what elites are into. Yes, they are. They are. It's fucked up, in it? So they're trying to uh, bring in this oh, uh, sensitivity training and acceptance of these kind of stuff. Um, so that way they can just come out and end open with these kind of sick urges. They don't have to do it in private anymore. They can just be open and upfront about it. Yeah. It's like uh, like some some countries, how they have like, you know, the, the legal age for sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some countries, it's something, uh, it's just disgusting, mate. Ah, and it's somewhere like the Philippines where it's like 12 or 13, somewhere like daft like that. Yeah, and um, you know, I will say that like even though in certain areas where it's so it's so low like that, um, the majority of people I think don't even respect it though. Like the, even though it is, they don't want it. Their kids doing it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, they're still like knowing, and and they're pushing the sexuality at, at kids at such a young age. And it's just warping their whole perception of reality and, and what's right and what you know. It should be done like you know, properly with the parents. They shouldn't even be thinking about that kind of stuff. You know, not until you you develop your brain, your life and things are in order, then then yeah, you can do that. But they haven't even they don't even their brains aren't developed, their minds aren't developed. Um yeah. What is it? A, a you know, um, they shouldn't even be thinking about that kind of stuff, like relationships and stuff, until they're actually older. I mean, yeah, it's cute, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, it's um, eighteen is a is a proper age for that, you know? Because yeah. yeah, oh, definitely, mate. Uh, I, I agree with you though. I mean, here it's sixteen in England. Mm-hmm. It has been for as long as I, I, I know of, anyway. Um, like, actually, here in Georgia, it's it's 16 as well. Right, okay. Also, oh, it's different different states of America. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, different states have different ages as well, um, which is weird because, yeah, I, um, somebody, <laughs> there was one person, yeah, that's, there's been weird, there's been weird relationships. Because there's uh, even that one, here in America, there was like a, a girl that turned 16, she married some, like, 40-year-old dude. 
<laughs> or some 50-year-old, like, ex-like uh, TV show actor or whatever. It was like... Oh, I bet that went is... down well with the parents. Well, oh, and even... Uh, Britney Spears. Yeah. Right? Britney Spears was, like, 16 years old. And she was, like, a sex symbol in, like, the pop... Uh, pop culture, pop music at the, of the time yeah. period, right? I mean, that's Shocking Yeah, and, and uh, that to me, that always blew my mind. I'm like, it's almost like, you know, <laughs> nobody nobody really like points that out, like how, how they, yeah. how she was pushed out into the public eye point at such a young age, you know? Like, yeah. And, um, it's, uh, it's crazy, isn't it, mate? Crazy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's just getting worse and worse now. Right. And the depravity and everything like that, it's just getting so far out. So that way the people who are into this kind of stuff, um, they can just come out in the open and to normal, normal people, like how can, no, they, they don't even want to believe it. Cause they're like, I, I can't even see the, how that's possible. I don't, I couldn't imagine somebody else doing it. Well, not, not everybody likes blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but some people do love blue cheese yeah <laughs> so that's like one of those things you know you how can you really tell somebody what they like and what they don't you know some people yeah. some you know like for instance like a sadomasochist you know what i mean i don't like getting hurt you know i, I don't even you know my girl likes to come up and pop pimples on my face and stuff like that that's horrible i don't like that but then there's some some guy out there uh albert fish i don't know if you ever heard about him a serial killer i have here. heard about albert fish i have indeed in america he uh, was he, sick he was he, sick for money. he liked to get paddled he liked to get yes. spanked with a paddle did, that had nails in it yeah <laughs> it, didn't they find in his um uh, stuck inside his rectum something when he was dead didn't they find something like um some sort of device what it had like spikes or is that i forgot that wrong oh yeah yeah he he uh had a paddle with spikes that he he liked to get spanked with the wooden paddle that had that nails in it wow like you know like why i i can't even compute that well he 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 thought about it enough to actually do it all the time so yeah (laughs) It's so fucked up, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a lot of serial killers have that. that uh, well, Dahmer. No, Dahmer. What he yeah, did. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. uh, another one. Fucking weirdo. And of course, all into the Satanist crap, too, you know? Yeah. Like, because what's what's his story? He says he just the the impulse just takes over him, and he can't control his impulse. Well, that's what the, that's what the devil's doing, right? They say these serial killers, a lot of them are like, oh yeah, the devil told me to do it. You know, demon yeah, yeah. made me do it, and they wouldn't shut up. Well, people like us, they you know, you see how they're the, the minds they go after, right? The, it's the they're basically turning the youth into weirdos like Dahmer, susceptible to these kind of voices and these urges and these impulses, right? Yeah. That's why, that's why, you know, morals, moral, uh, whatever they, you know, everyone has different morals, but morals, they, that's what evolves us. That's what makes us angelic, is 
we're not the the beast, right? We're right. we're able to restrain and become something more. We're not our impulses. We're not our urges. We're not our, you know. So for me, Dahmer is just a beast, right? He's oh, barely yes. human, um, and and that's why is because there's been people who have come from worse and have been able to tame that that beast and become evolved you know so yeah. i think that's that's why this whole tiktok stuff because they say it's just what like an addiction thing they just scroll and they're just addicted to this uh short-term um uh, uh you know impulse feeds right yeah so that's so these kids when they get older and a voice tells them to kill or a voice tells them to do this they're gonna have a they're not going to be able to resist that as much as somebody who's had good parents telling them right from wrong (laughs) you know and how to treat people um so but and also um you know you don't want to be like carrie's mom you know Uh, yes Sure. You know, that, that movie Carrie, you don't want to be her locking people people up in a closet and say, You're unpure. Yeah. <laughs> Beg Jesus to make you pure. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's uh fucking hell it's that locking a kid up. You know, they, they I don't think when people they watch these films, uh, it's like what that person is going through when they're being locked up in a cupboard. That is some serious trauma, that mate. And trauma, um, trauma is not good, especially when you're at a young age like that. And it's something to that extent. That's cruel. That is cruel. Yeah, because at that young age, uh, your brain not being developed, it, it's it's imprinted. These these things are imprinted into your into your yeah. psyche and your way of thinking. Yeah, some things like that you, you're not going to forget, Ron. Um, mm-hmm. even if you yeah sick. even if you do regain yourself and and are able to live a better life that's always going to be a scar you know what i mean it's not it, the scars yeah, don't heal. Yeah. they heal but they're still visible you know they're still there yeah yeah that, that's uh certain um but yeah other than that, you know, just uh, I think I think the secret secret to life is just love, you know. Um, I couldn't agree more with you, mate. Love is the I think love is the key, uh, and I think that you know we are we are more powerful than we realise, and together, obviously, it's going to be uh, but far greater than than uh, individual because. You know, I, I see uh, a lot of what's going on in the conspiracy community and certain, you know, truth communities. There's almost like, oh, there's the world is just turned to shit and there's nothing we can do about it. It's just going to turn to shit and we might as well embrace it, you know, uh, expect the worst. I, I, I'm not thinking that. Me, in my personal life, I'm seeing improvements all the time. I'm seeing improvements in people's lives and seeing them being more aware and opening up pe- people who were like npcs and had soulless eyes I, they have life life in their eyes i'm seeing it happen you know because i'm 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 looking for that i 
I'm not going to give up. Even if, even if you feel like you're going to lose, <laughs> you still stick in there and, and yeah, fight do, it out right. to the you end, do. you know? Yeah. You're going to die. I'd rather die in my shield than, than, you know, than just, you know, oh, just embrace the sword, you know? No, I'm going to, you know, this is, this is, uh, this, this isn't a fad to me. This is like, you know, this is for the win. <laughs> I'm not, do, I'm not talking on pod, you know, I'm an introvert, dude. Like the majority of my life, I don't even talk to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just keep to myself. I, you know, I talk, I'm, I'm, I'm a good listener. I'm more of a listener in a way, but, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I go out of my comfort zone because I do want to see a better world. I do want to see people improving their lives. And, uh, to me, that's that's my reward. You know, it's like it's it don't because to know that um, future generations, you know, are gonna enjoy the world, not you know, hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not yeah, exactly. not just for certain groups. You know, like that's what I feel like with the whole uh, metaverse and the getting us into video games and into the TikTok and social media and stuff like that is because the elites they're they're out there enjoying the real world they don't want yeah. they don't want these bottom feeders you yeah know, they don't want to show it with us today <laughs> well, yeah they want to <laughs> ride through feeders. the park and there's some guy begging for change you know get you know <laughs> this is yeah. our park <laughs> yeah and uh you know, it's. I think that's really the key too. Is um, is lifting up other. When you lift up other people, that's true strength. Because when the people who beat others down, they're like, "Yeah, I'm I'm beating everybody down. I'm big and strong. You're big and strong for a certain time, and then you're yeah. you're you're nobody. You're gone, and, and nobody even thinks about that. But it's the people who've made impacts and lifted other people up." Even even if they're not necessarily remembered, they're, they created a wave of you know positive energy throughout time. You know their actions are rippling throughout history because now they've changed one person's life; it changes another. That that person is way more valuable. It doesn't seem like it on the surface because it's not as brash and loud as the other guy who's out there telling everybody how much of a hot shit he is. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in the end of things you know when you calculate it all up that's the person who's who's made a bigger splash made, made more noise to say yeah and i get you mate yeah i get you uh you know something wrong mate uh, i love that every single minute of this episode i really have especially with the old uh giving us a more more depth like a full like most of an insight, so to speak, on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember, I was talking months, months back, you briefly mentioned, if it, if I knew the, the story behind it, you know, like Mary Shelley and Percy Shelley. But I hadn't. And uh, that was brilliant. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> Thank you very much, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, mate, we're going to have to do this again real soon. Let's not leave it so long next time. Oh, yeah. Definitely, um, man. Yeah, My bad yeah, for, yeah. you know, being so oh, flaky sometimes. It's just... <laughs> mate, you know, you, you don't have to apologize for anything, man. We're good. 
we always have been. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm around now. I'm I'm back in the game a lot. You know, I'm settled Gosh. in, so I'm I'm you know trying to put out shows and trying to link up with more people and stuff like that. Great, mate. Great. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, all I do, mate, is we'll because uh, it's I'll see what time it is. It's like uh, it's gone one o'clock now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Ron, it's been an absolute fucking pleasure speaking with you again, mate. Uh, like I said, I've loved this episode. Um, what we'll do is, if you could let everybody know where they can get hold of you, please. Oh, I'm uh, Ron Weed from the uh, Imaginarium of Thought podcast, and you can find us on uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever, and then the podcast, wherever. You, know. <laughs> you yeah, can find yeah. us wherever. <laughs> yeah, it's based on, on all, all your major platforms. Uh, and I will, I'll attach all your links as well in the show notes, Ron. Oh, I appreciate People that. find that they can just click on your links then, can't they? Oh, and I was going to say, too, don't start at the first. You can if you want to start, but the first three episodes are just me ranting. <laughs> and it's, it's, I feel like that turns people off. Start at episode four. <laughs> They're going to start at the beginning. They don't, mate. They're not off pushing at all. Uh, you've Ooh. got a quality show, mate. And, like, I mean, like you said, you're starting off again properly. So, people um, will still find that you're. Uh, episodes no doubt and i mean i have i have heard it when it came out a bit back ago is your episode on sea creatures i'm going to give it another listen sea monsters i'm going to give that another listen mate oh yeah i appreciate that yeah that, yeah, uh, yeah i'm actually going on a, a cruise here hopefully in a few weeks so that that'll be really a, yeah <laughs> you'll have to keep your eyes peeled won't you yeah. <laughs> hopefully i don't get swallowed up i'll be waiting night. for you mate yeah, we heard you talking that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Got the Lou drags me out of the boat. Yeah, with his yeah. he's no. well after you now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice one, Ron. Uh, Ron, thanks again, mate. Um, it's been a true honor speaking with you again. Um, yeah, thanks and, for having me on, man. <laughs> uh, not a problem, mate. Um, well, I mean, as soon as we finish now, we'll uh, well, I'll stop recording now. We'll have a little chat now, mate. All right. <laughs> six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole.